good evening. How can you make your church a safe place for people with a mental illness? Is your church mental health friendly? Well, if you need help in this area, you can't do better than call on us. I'm the chairman of the church's liaison of top servants. Of course, lots of people simply refer to us as clots. Now, we are extremely interested in mental health in church circles, and after extensive research, we've managed to find quite a lot. More than you'd think, actually. But what about those dare people who haven't got it? Well, clots are here to help you help those unfortunate souls. We believe we are called to love the unlovable, and that's why I'm speaking to you this evening. Now, just so you know, we really understand these people. I can tell you, I myself have experienced depression. Yes, yes, I know it's incredible, but I'm not ashamed to say that I was so depressed following, following the death of my goldfish, I didn't shave for two days. I had to struggle through that bitter valley until I learned, by wearing a tie and walking faster, to climb back to being normal. But I can tell you it wasn't easy. Even today I require to do my breathing exercises when watching the Graham Norton show. Now, I hope I haven't disturbed anyone, particularly goldfish owners, and not blowing my own trumpet, but I, I share my profound suffering to show that when it comes to mental illness, I know what I'm talking about. So, clots are able to give a real hands-on approach to mental cases. Well, not exactly on, but perhaps pretty close. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did I, did I, say, did I say mental cases? Uh, yes, well, that's actually a um, psychiatric technical term for biopsychosocial, relationally screwed up people. We use the term, you know, mental case when speaking to lay people such as yourselves. It's much easier for you amateurs. Now, to help you get the picture, we've prepared a statistical breakdown well, no pun intended, but it was rather clever, wasn't it? A statistical breakdown of mental illnesses in the churches. And here are the figures. Anglicans tend to suffer from mood swings. High church are manic, low church are depressed. A tragic 5% of Baptists suffer from hydrophobia and therefore have identity issues. Methodists are obsessive-compulsive, Catholics have issues with authority figures, and the General Assembly stated that all Presbyterians have delusions of an invisible friend, but later admitted that was just to increase the membership figures. Charismatics are extremely calm and level, but only on the floor, and of course committees in all denominations exhibit signs of hysterical paralysis. We were rather worried when ICC lecturing staff were reported to be talking to themselves, but the staff explained this is just what happens at every lecture and it's perfectly normal. As a footnote, we are a bit concerned about the atheists as 30% of them report seeing visions of Richard Dawkins. So, that's the grim and challenging picture. Not as, um, <clears throat> not as grim and challenging as this picture here, but that's one of my mother-in-law on holiday in her bathing suit. But the message of clots is don't worry, and I can give you a Bible text for that, so you can't wriggle out of it. You can, in respectful compassion, do something for those disadvantaged souls who, through no fault of their own, usually, simply cannot measure up to normal people.
Now, look around your churches. Can you spot those stressed, trembling creatures who can't integrate, who obviously feel everyone's against them? Yes, I see that hand. I see that. Thank you, thank you. Yes, you can spot them. Good. Well, at least you can recognize the ministers. Now, remember what they look like. They can be useful. Clots has teamed up with its sister organization, the World's Evangelicals Resource Psyche Sufferers, to produce the Poor Souls Compassion Kit to help you in your ministry. Now, we want to serve God and the church, no thought of ourselves, so we are giving you this absolutely free with only £240 postage and packing. Now, here, let me open this kit here. Uh, Here are some of the psycho goodies. Now, first of all, the fixed grin. Here we are, made in washable plastic. Uh, You wear it over your mouth like this. This helps them feel secure. Plus, you don't have to go to the trouble of smiling and can conserve energy. So it's good stewardship if I fit that on. There you are. You see, now you're feeling better already, aren't you? Of course you are. Infallible object. Now, uh, this comes in a variety of sizes, fully washable, and choose your size depending on the size of your head. Uh, We also have this, the Key Scripture Tect Collection. This comes with a personalized hammer. The method is attach the text to the hammer and (laughs) hammer it in. Yeah, use the authority of Scripture. Don't give them room to wriggle. I mean, they can't argue. Now, for people with security and relationship problems, here is the Klotz Teddy Bear. Very useful for practicing with the text collection. <laughs> you, do feel, you do feel better. Um, uh, once more, one other thing, the helpful booklet. Uh, this contains absolutely crucial advice. When you're spiritually exhausted and you rarely need to go home and pray before Scotsport starts, you simply say to the person, I think this will help you. And you're off the hook. Uh, the, the book, book the, you're off the book. The, the helpful book. Helpful book. Yes. Now, also from the World's Evangelicals Resource Psyche Sufferers, known to many simply as twerps, we have the Klotz Comfort Blanket featuring frolicking meerkats in group therapy and an encouraging wind-up Dalek that fires Prozac and says, Pull yourself together! (laughs) Excuse me, I, I, I have to... I have to do that sometimes. Uh, Great fun. Now, if uh, none of those things work, just get them to read the shack. It's never known to fail. Now, uh, most important, the Klotz Guidelines. This contains simple but profound guidance for dealing with those down below you in the Slough of Despond. Here are a few. First, don't expect too much. Remember, these people aren't quite right. You know, they haven't got what we've got. They're not being unkind. It's just a fact. Don't use big words. Don't use any conversation about anything difficult. Stick to the weather, you know, that kind of thing. Don't talk about politics. Uh, Don't ask them what they thought of the sermon. They'll only get upset and have to go and lie down. Uh, Of course, charismatics are probably lying down already, but uh, no point making it worse. You know, that's not patronizing. It's actually wisdom and compassion. They won't realize what you're doing. They have, have the capacity, but they'll be grateful to you for staying on their level, except the charismatics, they won't notice because they have their eyes closed when they're down there. Now, secondly, listen to them. 
Very important, very important. Now, I know you're all busy Christian workers. You don't have all the time in the world, but these people need to feel understood and recognized. So make that sacrifice and take time to listen. Absolutely crucial. So much so that it could take up to, oh gosh, uh, three minutes, you know, to take the story in. I, you know, uh, no, I can see you gasping. No, sit down, madam. Madam, yes. I know I'm asking a lot, but you can't help people unless you understand them. You might even make a mistake. Ah, that made you sit up, didn't it? You know, I know a wonderful Christian counselor who once listened to someone for so long, his, his coffee went cold. Now, no, I'm not saying he did that all the time. This was an exceptional case. The fellow was just about to murder his wife. But sometimes you need that extra minute. Would you sacrifice your coffee? to avert a crisis. Would I? I leave that with you. And last of all, let me advise you, seek pastoral help. Sometimes the sacrifice of your time doesn't work. You might even compromise areas of your Christian walk. Let's take an extreme example. You've been with somebody for, well, let's say four minutes. And I, I have to say, they can try to take advantage of you and go on a bit. It's not unknown. It's not a kindness to let them, you know. You need to protect yourself. I mean, your wife's outside in the car. The service lasted 45 minutes because revival broke out. And you're spiritually exhausted. Now, Scripture says, love your wife and look after your body. So guard your ministry and call in the minister. After all, they're, they're trained, they're experienced, they have a special gifting and, and well, good grief. I mean, we pay them enough. I mean, it's, you know, free house, two hours work a week, drink tea the rest of the time. Never came round when the goldfish died. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, sorry, I, I, I digress. The, the memory is bitter. There we are. These are just a few ways that uh, we can help. I'd like, in closing, to thank ICC for taking the risk and inviting me, and I've been asked to state that no goldfish were harmed in making this seminar. Remember, when it comes to mental health, we're normal. We are clots and twerps. Thank you.